You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Merry Christmas, Perth. Perth Property Show is still running as always. We don't stop. Your host, Trent Fleskins, as always on the mic. And we've got Brendan Tolmy, who also doesn't stop, doesn't sleep. <laughs> doesn't stop talking. Hi, Trent. How are you going? Good, mate. <laughs> as long as it's property, I'm here to talk. Normally in a quiet time over this time, aren't we? In terms of Christmas valuations, surely the volume's got to be a little bit lower. Yeah, volumes drop off uh, in between Christmas and New Year by nearly half or sometimes a little bit more than that. What we do find though in residential valuations is that they often really smash into Christmas. So we'll be there the last few days before Christmas still getting requests in, people still wanting their house valued and that essentially is the pent up demand that people have missed applications or haven't got their ducks all lined up in a row and they're going for that panic mode so we often have our christmas party on a saturday so that we can keep working every single day of the week on the way up to christmas um and keep our staff motivated eh? yeah 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 yeah. it's poor planning in my eyes i mean you got obviously you were buying every day of the year but it's not an easy time from the broking side i can say at the very least to get finance through a bank yeah they're at skeleton staff you guys are obviously losing a few people yep uh, time the efficiencies frames. go absolutely yeah. out the window. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll you'll end up with that processing person within the bank who isn't used to knowing that they need to ask for that one extra document that everyone's been forgetting this month or whatever the case might be that the yeah. bank's focusing on. And as you say, you lose uh, another day or two or three while um, you sort that, that information out. I hope everyone has had an extra long finance period over this time to give Brendan his time to do his job. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll be there. We are motivated to be there. Uh, we, we are a well-oiled machine, mate. We get uh, a large number of requests through the door every single day and we're an absolute unit in terms of uh, gaining access to the property and getting our report back to our customer. Well, does that apply in the regional space, Brennan? We're talking regional market update today. Yeah. Yeah, really interestingly. Surely um, you've got one person per town. What if they go on holiday? <laughs> yeah, well, logistically, this becomes great fun for us. So we've got people all over Western Australia. We've got people in Esperance, Bunbury, Busselton, Caratha, Geraldton, Kalgoorlie today. So yeah, we, we have people all over the place and covering for them when they go on holidays is a real challenge. Obviously, the number of valuers in the Southwest goes up over Christmas New Year when everyone's on holidays. But yeah, facetiously, we've got a valuer in Caratha. Not sure whether she's on leave over Christmas New Year. I better check in with her. Hopefully, what we get there is actually just less volume and we can handle that through that period. Yeah. Is it a case where sometimes you just put your hand up and say, look, we haven't got someone in Bustleton this week you know competitors you guys have it uh so yeah there is a you you share it around sometimes just to have the best outcome for the client yeah absolutely um look we we would like to think you know we've got 25 residential values in the perth metro area alone so we hope that we've got enough uh, capacity there to handle the volume and we can obviously fly people in and out drive people in and out of those towns if we need to over the christmas new year period but we get a a large volume of our valuation requests from a a system called valix uh, which is owned by core logic or rp data people would know those brand names and we do have an opportunity in there to say look we can't service this for another five days or give them that honest answer of as to when we can get to the job and that will give them the, the opportunity to cancel the request and then reallocate it in the pool to, to our competitors and, yeah. and see if they're in the area that's yeah. good all right yeah. perfect so regional space we spoke a couple of weeks ago i guess about the perth space and we had a jolly chat about what's been going on for the last 12 months and what the future looks like 
Isn't it interesting that the regional space has been a little bit different? Yeah, it has been really interesting. Uh, the highlight it's more of, interesting than the Perth space. Yeah, well, the highlight of that interest has probably been Caratha mm. uh, because it's it, it's highlighted what happens in the microcosm of a small town market and when it changes. Um, I, you know, we would have been talking about a year ago the opportunity for Caratha to change, and we had just seen the start of it going up basically, and we had seen what we were calling the bottom and we could see a little bit of value movement and then what happened over the whole of 2019 is just a bit of a stampede kicked in so one out of two of... ain't bad eh yeah yeah we've got the regionals <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and you know port headland's not exactly the same it's it's still struggling for a little bit of traction but values have bottomed out and have gone up during this year the problem is you're comparing to caratha yeah compare headland to perth you go oh Everyone's done it right. Yeah, and depending on when you're buying some of those towns, I mean, we always talk about Newman. If you had a board in Newman two years ago, you definitely picked the bottom of the market and yeah. you will have made Smarty money on pants. that yeah. capital and price. And that was super purchase. cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing... grand. I did a val on a really ordinary place that we were down around, I think it, and it was a mortgage in wasn't it? possession. I think it was 50-odd K. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy, isn't it? And it was a fibro shack, but... All it takes is a couple of long weekends driving your hire van up to Newman with all your gear, doing some renos on it, rent it out for a year, hope it doesn't get wrecked, and then... A year later, you look, you doubled your money, probably. Yeah, yeah potentially. you just got to have that skill set to actually do the Renault trend. Yeah, well, that doesn't exist with me. I don't know about you, mate, but I'm, I'm thinking of going to wood school just to say I've got something. <laughs> Let's start from bottom to top. Do we have any data on sort of Esperance, Albany, all those areas, even if it's just more anecdotal? Yeah, very anecdotal. Uh, and just Esperance, that market is in one of those flat periods lacking lacking demand not a not a huge amount of supply there as well um the interesting thing about esperance has been that the supply that has been bought has been bought by local farmers that have had a couple of good more than a couple of good years down there some really good years um, recently yeah and they need to find somewhere to put that capital mm. so they might buy the the, the, the next sh- plot yeah the shed in town uh, a little bit of industrial property in town or a, a residential property in town maybe the holiday house on the coast those kinds of things so that's what's driven though that market pretty much over the last couple of years the downside of that of course is that they'll also look beyond their closest town to make an investment so they go down to Albany or they go into the city and and they might have so much capital from that region that they'll buy an office building as opposed to a house who knows why not Uh, I'm most interested in the southwest about Bunbury and how the lithium space is affecting slash going to affect that area into the future the interesting thing about that is though it is also affected by a smaller, more immature house and land market as well. So there's yep. still supply there. It's not like you're in a town where there's not really any supply. Yep. So a bit of a two-paced market down there that's a little bit hard to analyse from afar. But essentially, we have the Perth suburban type market going on that you're alluding to. So you have Eaton, Australin type areas of new house and land packages. Uh, some Actually, some really good quality stock through there because people have built their dream home a lot of fly and fly out workers have located themselves down there so some of that stock's been okay but what we have had is an oversupply of some of that stock so to the north of Bunbury to the south in Dalyallup as well oversupply a little bit too much of the same product on the market and a correction in those values now what we're seeing is just a little bit of that negative sentiment coming out and that positive sentiment coming in in terms of what's happening with that local economy so good houses selling same as Perth, good suburbs selling and value increases in some of those good suburbs and then those newer suburbs and oversupplied suburbs just languishing a little bit in terms of trying to get some traction. Do you think that in the midterm 
we're going to see a structural change in values in Bunbury given that new source of economy coming out of the lithium space or do you think it's serviced enough, there's enough capacity, it's far away enough, it's got enough other towns around to soak up that demand? Yeah, it, you'd have to think that there's going to be a, a flow through because it, they're doubling the size of green bushes, right? It's, mm. it's going to be the biggest lithium mine in the world. We get a little bit too far downstream and out of my pay grade in terms of analysing how that works in terms of the world economy and prices for lithium. You know, we're seeing nickel go through the roof at the minute as well. You know, those other metals have had their run. We all need new phones every year, apparently. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, we all need bigger batteries for lots of the things we're buying. So you'd expect it, as the analysts are saying, to be a long-term resource. With Bunbury being the focus of the port there to export that product, you'd have to think that jobs just keep getting added on. Port upgrades. Yeah. Always. I guess look at the East Coast, right? Yeah. You look at places like Newcastle, all the Sunshine Coast, Central Coast, all these satellite towns along the coast there, especially places like Newcastle and the Central Coast, they've got real foundational populations that aren't just a couple of hundred thousand. They're moving into the half a mil. And they're nearly their own city. I'm wondering, I'm waiting for when when Bunbury, which is the next cab off the rank in the western side of Australia, becomes something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it does, I mean, it obviously needs that. Stops being seen as a country town. Yeah, and it needs that local economy to grow. So what we just talked about is is definitely the push to go in that direction uh, and all the services that pop up around that. You know, all of those things that we just talked about needs infrastructure to be constructed and then it needs to be maintained. Probably the, the benefit they've got is that they need somewhere to live, obviously, those workers, and it's not a bad place to live. It's, it's a really area. nice place. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The only other factor that we saw there is a, um, a bit of lifestyle buying. So closer to Bustleton, probably bottom end of Bunbury, all through 2019, we actually had some really good uh, purchase activity, some really good soaking up of that supply and actually some value growth in some of the lifestyle-type properties. And so what we think was happening there... You was flipped a, and flopped with Southwest, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so what we saw is some people uh, selling out of Perth and going to... So it might be a FIFO out of Perth and going, okay, the value of my house here is going south. Actually, this isn't where our long-term plan was. That's not the school the kids were always going to go to. We were planning on moving down there at some point in time. So before this goes much further south in Perth, let's sell this up and go and put that equity into the, the, this down south property and set up where we're going to be. I, I just remember a year ago, I'm pretty sure it was a year ago, Heron Todd White had the southwest yeah, on yeah, the we, rising market. Yeah, right? yeah. And then you pulled that back pretty had quickly. Had to come back again. Yeah. 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 And that was just early indications. I think we maybe we went too early. I think maybe we were just being really honest that there was some really good activity at the start of 2019 where we thought, yep, here we go. This is on the move. And then obviously that activity dropped away into the middle of the year. Yep. Kalgoorlie got any updates at all? <laughs> Mortgage in possessions are selling. There's that is not a good update. <laughs> that cannot be the headline. Mortgage in possessions are selling. Uh, we are doing less of them, so there's a less lesser volume in there. Look, nickel mine down the road in Cambelda coming back to life. Gold prices going really well and continue to go in the right direction. Strong. So look, the town will be fine. It's just that, and, and you know, it, it is just in that cycle again. So it probably has just bottomed out really. Is this a natural value for Kalgoorlie though? Is this uh, where probably it needs to be? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think 
it's probably its point of difference is to be able to be affordable while it creating half-decent product. the most affordable mine in town in, that yep. actually has a real purpose and a longevity yep. uh, in all of WA. Yeah. And if you talk to the local council, the mayor's been really forthright at the end of 2019 in, in some press releases saying, we want to get rid of FIFO for this town. We want people to come and live here. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that can help um, make that happen is is obviously cheaper house prices and giving people opportunities, different opportunities in terms of getting on the property ladder. Geraldton? Gerald's really struggling, unfortunately. There's, I think, that local economy factor that we just talked about in Bunbury and it is the opposite of that excitement. Obviously, 2019 saw some headlines about Okaji and, and the Chinese coming in there to pro- buy that project up. That's the best opportunity the town's got to, to reverse well, its local 20, economy factors. Years, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, unfortunately, there are some socioeconomic issues in some of those suburbs through there where we see the worst of that in terms of people losing their houses and mortgagee in possession. And, you know, it forces transactions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And some of those properties are, you know, they're, they're at Newman values. You know, we do some vowels where it's 50 to 100 grand. Uh, for a house on the outskirts of Geraldton. There's also some of the higher-end property where local developers have gotten into some trouble and bits and pieces like that. So both in commercial zone and in, in the residential side of things, really struggling in terms of bringing some of that supply to the market. So yeah, unfortunately not a not a town that's going, going gangbusters at the moment, a long way from doing that. But every downside creates an opportunity for a counter-cyclical investor to, to go and have a look at. So yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think the counter-cyclical investor will be staying counter-cyclical until <laughs> <laughs> the year that Okaji Port actually gets funding. Yeah, yeah. And that could be a decade. Yeah, absolutely. Until yeah. Uh, Okaji has always been an idea that is only feasible financially when we're in a boom. Yeah. Because otherwise, the current ports, they just keep kicking on and they're in capacity, right? Yep. So, Okaji is only necessary in the Midwest, in those mining towns, when those Midwest mining towns, which aren't actually that economical most of the time, yep. can come to market and the reserves increase again. Then, Geraldton becomes... And an option of, oh, how do we increase capacity, those yep. sort of things, right? Yeah, yeah. well, and the state government policy is to use the existing port. So yeah. um, they're obviously not going to be pushing Okaji too hard and st- certainly won't be spending any money on it, yeah. You touched on Newman. I'm super excited about Newman. I think Newman is the underappreciated regional town of the year just because it obviously doesn't get there as many headlines, there's not as many people. But when you look at the numbers of the last boom, Everyone always talks about Carrather and Headland, right? They rarely talk about Newman. A lot of people, most people haven't been to Newman. They haven't got a reason to go to Newman. But when you look at percentages, people made so much money in Newman and obviously lost just as much on the way back down. When you think about getting into a property that's even more financially accessible, if you're going to play that game, if you're going to play the high-risk, high-reward regional game that we all seem to now understand the ups and downs of in WA, yep. Newman is the most accessible financially to getting on board with that. Yeah, there's some product in South Headland that would be on a par with some of those capital values in mm. terms of maybe just comparing the two and giving people some options. But I agree. Uh, Newman obviously has had its massive struggles. The, the locals have bought up through there as well to, to kind of get their lifestyle-type property, those people in, in the area. The other thing to remember is the amount of actual project mining that's going on around the town is absolutely yeah, huge. And I know those guys don't, those miners don't come to town a lot, but they are increasingly, so there's more and more of them up there. And so they're increasingly, will be looking for somewhere down the road. The fringes, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's the service companies. It's the subcontractors yep. that have to house their staff. Otherwise they can't get staff yeah, yeah. that yep. are buying all these properties 
four by fours, five by fours, three by threes, or essentially just multi-unit houses. Yep. Uh, where the rent yields are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And if you have a look at uh, some of those projects up there, there's nearly ten billion dollars being spent on iron yeah. ore projects around the just to the north and west of Newman, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're just going to have another good thing to say about it the next time we talk about regionals new and it will just be yeah it's just been going even better than last time yeah and the advice for everyone is just to make sure you do your homework maybe super site specific isn't it yeah yeah absolutely you need to uh, yeah i'm a valuer i'm risk averse i would Mm. never buy anything without looking at it so you do need to plan to go and spend some time up there and have a look around if you think about in the scheme of things how much you stand to win and lose then it's worth spending the 800 odd dollars return on a plane flight just make sure you get the cheap flight which Um, is 800 dollars yeah <laughs> I think if you no, go, go up mid morning right. and come back uh, last thing, you can maybe get it a bit cheaper. But um, anyway, every time we talk regional, every time we talk regional and we talk about areas that we're keen on, there's always, and I, ha- I will keep saying it, there is always the caveat of don't buy anything unless you go there and touch and feel the place absolutely. and look next door. Because it's real hit and miss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so really, from one street really to the next, field. you can find out whether you're you're in the right street or the wrong street, and the quality of housing Quickly. in that street. Yep. Yeah, literally. So, um, and that goes for Carrara. It goes for Port Hedland, South Hedland, Newman. All of those towns are, yep. are very similar. Not so much in Tom Price. Uh, but I'm not sure that not that Tom many people Price would be Tom Price is an oasis, a beautiful place. It's an amazing place, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure many people that have been to Tom Price in WA, they really should. You drive in there and you've just been driving for hours of just nothing, right? Yeah. Just nothing. And you drive in that main road and it's bordered by this beautiful range of yep. mountains. I wouldn't call mountains, but you know. It feels like it's hills. almost in a crater, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. in like, a, it's a it's semi-circle of, the, of this range, you would call it. And then it's just trees and palm trees everywhere it's it's literally an oasis yeah. it's, it's it's such a respite for yep. anyone who spent hours looking at the the mirage on the horizon in the pilbara <laughs> the red yeah, red, red mirage yeah, yeah exactly and, um carrie jane is just down the road so it's not a bad spot to uh grab your pub lunch or dinner or whatever yeah. and uh, stop off and and before you get down to carrie jane the next morning yeah. we'll have our i'm sure have tourism wa give us a call <laughs> tomorrow morning Karatha, let's talk about the big dog. Yeah, so really interesting 2019 in Karatha. So don't have any individual stats uh, in terms of the, the uptick in terms of median house price in there. What I do have is case scenarios of what we've seen in values in there. So uh, I'll just play out the landscape in terms of how that market's changed because it's indicative of how a market evolves in a town like that. So, Set us the scene, Brendan. Yeah, so we started January 2019 going, okay, there's a little bit of uplift here. We come off the bottom. Uh, there's a fair bit of supply and in our opinion locally within the office we're talking about essentially a clean out still waiting to happen so there's supply there there's locals buying they're moving out of rental properties and buying the choice that they they want in terms of their ideal house Uh, the locals ideal house or their idea of that was uh, the the older style three bedroom one bathroom often brick big patio always brick Uh, big patio big block hopefully a shed on it and a pool. So it's, it's, that's the idea of a lifestyle property in Karatha. So we started seeing the eyes picked out of that. So people bought the good ones and they bought the less good ones that, because all the good ones Neil are running well, out. Neil as well, Nickel. Yep, exactly. Yep. Established. Uh, and they're always going for the larger lot, somewhere mm-hmm. to park the extra toys, the boat, the jet skis, the extra car, all those kinds of things. And to look after the kids, you know, the, the outdoor living area, 
needs to be big because the kids are going to live out the back in the pool, those kinds of things. So saw those get picked out. And then what we saw in the middle of the year was a little bit of panic around town in terms of some information that the rental availability, as in the, the stock of houses available for rent would be decreased because one of the miners was going to take those out of the marketplace. So what we saw is the existing locals that were renting essentially go to, to a panic buying mode. Okay, I've been thinking about buying. I've been through this before. Yeah, <laughs> been through this before. What happens when the rental market uh, supply is reduced? Rents get jacked up. They're already relatively strong. I think the misconception in Perth is that the rents are cheap there. Uh, if you're paying 450 bucks a week in Caratha, you have got stealing. one of the cheapest properties in town yeah. and you're more likely, if you want a family property, uh, paying 600 to 650 at the moment. So the market, interest rates are still just as cheap in Caratha as they are in Perth. They seem to be the same pretty yeah. much. Yeah, uh, Which LVR, is a big difference when you compare it to the last boom yep. when they're at 7%. Yep. around the country. Now they're at 3.5% for investments. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big differential in yield. We're talking about uh, anniversary episode, the yield differential in yep. Perth from 4 to 3%. Yep. Well, this is like 8 to 3%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And that's what obviously gets investors interested. So what we saw were the locals sitting there going, hang on, if I stay where I am and, and continue to rent, my rent is going to get jacked up over the next period of time because the rental supply has gone down. So how about I go and buy? And so we suddenly saw everyone in town as well as investors coming in to buy uh, whatever they could. And so we saw things like the two fifty three hundred thousand dollar property that was at the base that was the base of the market suddenly it's at three fifty going to four hundred and we saw these things get uh, in, as we saw in panic buying in Perth in the booms something goes to market at a price someone offers slightly more than that marketing price the next person walks in the door and offers slightly more and suddenly property values are on the rise again so consolidation of that market rapid rise in terms of uh, increment of value so easily up 10% probably 20% off the bottom uh, and activity so our value in town just absolutely run off her feet trying to keep up with that demand in terms of people buying up property in, in Caratha. I want to play a bit of a game with you on the uh, 12 month perspective mm. thinking just uh, we'll talk about I'll name each place and we're thinking an up no change or down right okay Happy yeah, to play I get a buzzer game? or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a full-on caveat of this is not advice, but I'll <laughs> play it with you. Yeah, We'll see what we think. So let's start from the bottom. Esperance. Uh, that'll stay the same. I think the same. Yeah, level market. Albany. Value increase in good locations. Otherwise, uh, the lesser locations will stay level. Yeah, I think slightly. Yeah, so I'll say yeah. that slightly up. Bunbury. Uh, Bunbury, good locations will continue to get good activity. Poor locations will struggle for traction. Okay, I'll go with you on that. I, th I think same as Albany, sort of slightly up on yep. an average, we'll see. Yep. Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie, bottom end of the market, hopefully consolidates. It's still sliding slightly. Middle of the market um, it, it will consolidate. I'm not sure we'll actually see statistical growth in value. Yeah, I think I think nothing. Yep. Jero. Jero, going backwards, Down. unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Newman. Uh, I think we probably have to see a little bit of growth. I think their stats will show that. The only caveat I've got on that is that there is some boarded up supply there. So A lot. There's actually a lot of boarded up yeah. supply. So yeah. if that that's suddenly BHP all arrives on the market. Though. That's yeah. BHP yeah. housing so, their people. Exactly. So I don't think uh, you can't see that hitting the market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think So probably, up. yeah, the stats when we get to the end of the year will we'll show that it's gone up. I reckon we'll see at least 10% up in Newman. Yeah, okay. That's my, it's just my thoughts. Being a valuer, I don't want to put a number No, you don't have to put any numbers. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. I'm just the one putting out random numbers everywhere. But I think I, I'm, 
I'm I'm more bullish on Newman than I am on Carratha in terms of percentages. Yeah, just because of the low base. Yeah, yeah. Headland. Uh, so Port Headland will will recover and values will go up on that statistical analysis of the actual port or the yeah, suburb of it's port a Hedland. very small area isn't yeah. It? yeah but we did see a severe correction in those numbers and people still want to live there um, it's still a, a nicer place to be than South Headland so there will be value value growth there yep South Headland I think we'll see statistically a rise because what we're seeing is that some properties are still going backwards in, in value but uh, other things are being cleaned out so the bottom of the market is, is actually there's a few developments and things like that that have been brought to the market and sold out really quickly so so there'll be a statistical growth uh, through the year in port. Now, Carratha's the last one. I've just been thinking about in real numbers what I think it's going to look like. It's currently sitting in the mid fours as a median, I'm pretty sure, in Carratha. Yep. Now, this is going to go against what I've just said about being about Newman being the top at 10%. I see him being in the mid fives. So I guess I just don't see why they wouldn't start clipping up there. There's enough people. Everyone looking to buy in Carratha is making a lot of money. Yep. I've been saving a lot of money. They're quite prudent, ambitious, intelligent people in Caratha. Yep. And I think they've seen the wave before. They've seen where it's gone before. They understand cost, cost of replacement value of building new homes. So there's no more supply that's going to come on until we get to replacement value in the 700s. I think these ambitious people will keep buying. And they can. And the banks will start to lend more often. So I think we'll see... At least ten, yeah. To be honest, at least ten percent growth in Caratha. Yeah, so we've still got that gap between what an existing dwelling is worth and how much it costs to replace one. Yep. So to bring in new supply, so we're still dealing in a marketplace that has limited supply, and the market is smart enough to understand that up there, and they they will know that having missed out already on the growth that's happened so far, that they have to just keep chasing it. Yep. And I think that the growth happens... So I'm, I'm told 650 is kind of anything... Replacement. The, the cheapest you're going to get a, a new house out of the ground for there and mm. with the land. Until we get to that level, you're almost you're open sl- slather of, as to being undervalued. Yeah. Having said that, 650 still sounds really expensive. Yeah. But so did at $1.2 million. Exactly. So yeah. then you get back to what what's the realms of possibility so for for $600 a week in rent. So yeah. there's $1,000 a week in rent. Yep. And look, I am, I'm not invested in Caratha. Yep. Uh, I have no interest personally in, in investing in that area. It's more just you see the money that's up there. You see the projects going up there. You see the consolidation of people it's very smart switched on people up there yep. that have been sitting and waiting and now just getting in uh, don't see why that market given the zero percent growth of supply that will cont- that will happen for the next couple of years yeah wh- why we wouldn't remember the second it gets to the second the median price starts getting to 600s it then takes a year and a bit to actually build anything yeah, for yeah. any more supply to come on the market. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yes, yeah, someone should be building now. Yeah, uh, it'd be great risk to take uh, if you're a builder and worked out a cheaper way to do things. But obviously, that's um, not possible or feasible. Um, now, the other thing to remember about Caratha is that it, as it comes back on this cycle in a growth cycle, it is now a different town to what it was in the last growth cycle. So all of that Pilbara City's money has been spent. Yep. The, the town's been rearranged. There's a new shopping center going in down at Tambray. Tambray. Um, yep. So look, a few of those infrastructure things start changing and that does change the way things work and, and, and the livability of the place. And it's a much nicer place it's a nice to live place. now than it was pre-Pilbara City's money. So there's a lot of really good infrastructure in there. So we should remember that as well. It's the one place I've been outside of Perth where I've sat there and thought, you know what, if I had a job up here or I had an opportunity to have a job up here, 
I'd be happy to bring the misses up and, and have a that lifestyle because yep. it's got the local footy teams, it's got the shopping centre, it's got the great medical facilities, it's yep. got so the population of people in that similar bracket looking to make something of themselves. Yep. And then with that new growth uh, of you know, the new shopping centre coming in, uh, it's it's actually a really nice place to be. Yep. It's not languishing on the way back like I would suggest a Geraldton or a Kalgoorlie is trying to chase its tail. It's it, I think it's actually fundamentally got yep. some growth in in its demographics and just its lifestyle optionality. Yeah, yeah, and obviously gets the return on the investment that the government put, government put into it yeah. because they saw the opportunity to build that city up. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Brendan. That's Cheers, uh, perfectly on the half an hour, I reckon. Nice work. Uh, thank you very much. Have a good New Year's break and we'll talk to you soon. I want to talk apartments, <laughs> off the plan stuff. We haven't had the chance to actually speak about what's going on with the stamp duty reduction. So Yeah, that's exciting. I look forward to speaking to you in 2020. Happy New Year. Thanks, mate. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!